Hey kia ora guys, you're with the Invisible Sensei and I thought I'd have a little discussion today. I'm just sitting in my car um, in front of the sea just looking out for the ships coming in out of the harbour not far from where I live and as always I get to thinking when I have downtime. So um, this morning I was at the dojo doing some training and um, at my friend's dojo, beautiful dojo it is, beautiful, beautiful wooden floors and you know the kind of dojo you go that's the dojo that was purpose built so uh, I thought I'd start the day off uh, doing some karate so I did some calisthenics some swiss ball stuff core strength and then got into some stretching and then went straight into some kata and kubudo and then I did a bit of that put my gear away got changed had a shower went out and started doing some work and um this afternoon I did a couple of hours work and then I went back and I put my hakam on so I could practice some yodo, some sword, some sword stuff, some do some sword work. Anyway, what was really interesting is that when I went to put my hakama on, if you do a martial art that wears hakama, or if you've got a hakama, you know that the art of tying the hakama can be quite a mission. Anyway, I found to my dismay my hakama ties usually go, well one side usually goes around me three times. Um, today was, I was lucky it was getting around two and a half and I thought, oh my goodness, my hakama has shrunk. <laughs> when in actual fact it wasn't a hakama that had shrunk, obviously. It was uh, my gut had started to, uh, shall we say, um, peek over my belt. <laughs> now I'm quite a big guy and um, I'm like I'm six, three, six, four on a good day. And um, so, you know, I can get away with a lot of stuff being a bigger guy and you kind of fall into this pattern where you think, oh, yes, uh, my muscles are straining. But I know that um, my abdominal muscles are not that big and they certainly wouldn't have pushed my hakama out like that. So it was interesting today, I learned a valuable lesson about self-analysis. And for me, I do a little bit of teaching. I try and do a lot of training. And of late, I've been... I think making some bad food decisions <laughs> and perhaps not training as hard as I could or at least not, not being as targeted in my training as I, as I should. Now there was a time when I would have gone, oh my god, um, I need to get a mirror and adjust my hair. I don't have any hair anymore and um, thankfully my, with the passage of years, my uh, love of looking in the mirrors has diminished somewhat. But what it did do was inspire me to have some focus on my training and uh, for me I do primarily Okinawan Gojuru Karate so there's Hojo Undo so Hojo Undo is all the uh, various kind of implements um, so called traditional implements Chishi, Nagirigami, Stone Level Weights and all the rest of that which I practice with on a regular basis of course Makiwara but also I'm very lucky that I have access to a pretty good gym so I have an opportunity to swing kettlebells and you know do all that sort of stuff um and of late, I've been a little bit busy. I put up a post on my Facebook page about walking up a hill that uh, overlooks... I live in a valley, and it overlooks the valley, this beautiful hill. And I think what happens is sometimes as we get post 40, as I am, I'm well past 40, um, that my training at times kind of falls into um, ebbs and flows. There are some days where I turn up and go, right, I'm going to train, I'm going to be a UFC fighter and I swing kettlebells and, and flip tyres and climb ropes and all that sort of stuff. And then there are other days where I'm going, right, if I can get half an hour out, 
um, that's that's going to be an achievement. And I think what it comes down to is sometimes we have to look at our training and go, it's not the hour and a half we didn't do, it's the 20 minutes or 25 minutes or 30 minutes that we did do. Um, for me, I need to keep realising that although I train with a 22-year-old expectation, I'm 47 years old. And that brings with it certain, certain trade-offs, <laughs> most of which are physical. So, you know, I was talking to my friend this morning who's a Rukudana sixth down in karate and we were comparing injuries. Um, he's only a couple of years older than me, but I turned up the dojo. He was doing some weight session and some running and stuff and they keep some pretty good condition. But it was funny that back in the day when I used to get together with other martial artists, I used to compare oh, this technique or that kata or this throw or this grapple or, you know, whatever, whatever. Now it's like going, right, this is the knee that has got an injury and this is the knee that the other knee is the one that's really injured. So the point of this podcast is to is to say it's really important that we look at, I look at, I talk about myself, but I look at karate and martial arts, my pursuit of martial arts, is something of a, to put it in cliche terms, a marathon as opposed to a sprint. And that, be really clear about what it is that we're training for. Now, I'm training, I look at myself and I go, well, I'm training for life. I'm training for that for that meeting or for that business meeting. I'm training to get rid of stress and keep my blood pressure at a, at a reasonable level. Um, keep my keep myself as trim as I possibly can be. Um, to just have a better quality of life. That's where I'm at. Maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're a 22-year-old um, abdominal popping um, muscle, muscle strengthening expert. But I think in terms of longevity, I think you have to find what works for you and make your karate fit your body, not your body, try and fit your karate. How many dojo have you gone to and they're trying to get you to do these kind of ridiculous things? Well, ridiculous perhaps if you're in your 30s and 40s, um, you work in a sedentary job and you're not used to doing starting your training with 300 head high roundhouse, roundhouse kicks or, or right, let's start with push-ups until we vomit <laughs> you know and I suppose that some people like that stuff and for some people that's good, for me what I want to do is I want, away, I want to walk away strengthened, vitalised more focused um, I don't want to call out of the dojo but I do want to come out and know that I have trained and that I have worked and I think if you're going to have any longevity in whatever martial art you do you have to find a way of training that suits your body that suits your time but the the objective is really to continue training because the training in itself is a path uh, and as we all know it's kind of cliche but it's a path that never ends, but it's a path we can stop and enjoy the scenery as we're walking it. So if you're out there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, um, and you're overthinking your training and you're getting a lot of injuries and you're doing this and doing that and, and it's sort of, and you're feeling burnt out and you're wondering what you're up to, one of the first things to do is maybe look at the expectation that you're training with. Like I said, if you're 40 and training with 18-year-old expectations, generally speaking unless you're someone like Bruce Lee or or one of those incredible film martial artists um, you're going to come away disappointed 
But for most of us, for us mere mortals, myself included, it is about building a strong base and continuing to go back with, back to it. And as the now famous Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, said, it's about placing, about building, building a wall and about building it with bricks. And it's not about building a skyscraper, it's about placing the brick in front of you as well as you can. Um, it's about placing that brick and then building another and another and another. So in terms of mastery, I don't know about mastery, but I think that if you can master your expectations, if you can push past them, if you can find a way to continually enjoy and be enriched by your pursuit, irrespective of whatever art you're doing, then that's, to me, that's the next best thing to mastery. That's the next best thing to living a good life. For me, what I hope is the things I learn in the dojo spread to my everyday life, to to my role as a father, as a husband, as an employee, as an employer, as a member of the community, as a son, as a father, as an uncle, as a friend. And for me, that is the ultimate victory. And I hope you're finding it in your training every day every day too anyway so this is the invisible sensei with podcast number two thanks so much for listening um hang out and we're going to have some other stuff i'm going to put some other stuff up i've got a couple of really good martial artists some good friends some good family that i'm going to talk to and um if you like this well hopefully you'll stick around if not thanks for taking the time to listen have a great day and we'll see you soon